Welcome in everybody, Nerdicons episode 41. We're back this week. Wow, we're just we're on a roll. I don't know how many episodes this is in a row, but we're 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 trugging along. We haven't had a week off. I don't I don't think we've had a week off in quarantine, Carl, have we? I mean, no. we've been going strong. I mean, we've even put out extra episodes, but we haven't done that in a while. Uh that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. We're gonna try to do yeah. that sometime in the near future. So I mean, I'm, uh, I'm off quarantine, so <laughs> uh, I'm your host Russell. With me, as always, is is our mobile studio man, Carl. Say hi, Carl. Hi, everyone. I hope you missed me. I missed you. <laughs> and joining us this week is our good friend Rob, making his. I, I this is the third or fourth time you've been on the show. You're. It was four now. It was four now. What was it? I I didn't hear that. I think we're up to four now. Up to four. I think I think you've I think you've passed Seth and Gil. Or well, everybody's passed Gil. But I think you've passed Seth. Um But Rob's just gonna hang out and chat with us. We don't have any real real big topics this week. Uh we're just gonna chat and talk about stuff and riff on what's been going on in the the world of of nerdum. We're, we're gonna try very hard not to get on some soapboxes about toy hunting and toy collecting this week, but I'm not gonna make any promises. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, let's start off with you. How 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 how's it been? How have you been since the last time we spoke? Um, not great. Um. The mobile studio decided to act up and throw up an electric, uh, electronic throttle body code on my car. So it's been a panic attack, stressful week, hoping that it w- wasn't a uh, worst case scenario of a PCM, which is like, you know, uh, over a grand, could be on upwards to like $1,400 to $1,500. And yeah, I don't, I don't have that kind of money just laying around just for something dumb but luckily it was the lesser of the two and it just mobile studio needed a new throttle body for some reason in patriots encompasses the electric throttle body likes to go but once you change it you should probably never have to change it again but um what else what else is me i've been watching my hero academia and which has been recommended by several friends of the show, um, Seth and Gill from the Geek Out show, and our uh, deceased host likes to haunt me and go, Watch Hero Academia. Um, and I'm just like, Ah, Poltergeist. But I finally buckled and um, started watching it. And it's really enjoyable. It's a fun show. It's a really fun show. Um, daughter likes that. She's watched a lot of that. My Hero Academia? Yeah. Yeah. It's a really enjoyable show. It's really, it's a fun watch. Um, what else? Uh, I don't today, know. Today, mail, mail call. I mean, nothing else really interesting happened to me. We've just been taking some photos, trying to de stress. Um, today, I got in the mail from a friend of the show, Gil, uh, also. Black Hole Comics, uh, Black Hole Comic Shop, on Instagram. He sent me a um, Mezco Far From Home Spider-Man, uh, which was a nice way to end the week. It was a big cheer me up, and he gave me news that um, the 
Mafex Batman Hush figure should be on its way soon. Finally got shipped from Japan. Uh, finally arrived from Japan and uh, should be on its way to me soon, which I'm super excited about, which is hard to hard to believe. I never thought I'd say I was excited for a Batman figure, but this <laughs> Batman figure I'm uh, actually super excited about. That's really about it. I mean, I'm gonna pass. Not I'm gonna I'm gonna pass to our guest. Rob. Yeah, Rob, talk. T- tell us what you've been up to since the last time you were on. I don't even remember when that was. Probably, probably our Batman review or something like that. I don't I don't remember earlier in. Trans- I think it's Transformers. Oh yeah, I think that, that might have been it. I think. I don't, well, I, I've just been kind of following the entertainment news. Like I, said, I, you know, I do little bits about that on my own podcast sometimes. And what's the what's the name of your podcast? Plug it. Oh, it's the Rob the Genius podcast. Rob the Genius podcast. You heard it here, people. Go give it a listen. <laughs> yeah, and I'm up to episode thirty-three now. Uh, it became basically it's something I always wanted to do, but I just kept putting it off and putting it off. And then pandemic came along. We have all these extra hours at home. So I figured, why not start? I can relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I talk mostly kind of sports related and stuff. So for me, like this whole thing with, um, you know, Ron, you know, doing a video on the main thing, that was a big item for me. Uh, because, well, I'm not going to be watching. I wasn't on my radar or stuff to watch, but just curious as to how well it does and, you know, how regular this becomes of a thing because it really looks like for the next year, this ain't going to be happening. Or at the very least, if they are happening, you're not going to find me in one. <laughs> so. Uh, I'm just real curious as to just how much more of this they're going to do. Because, um, I mean, there's some movies that, yeah, I'm not interested in anyway, so I don't care. But, like, the ones I was interested in going to see, I mean, when you, when you do the math, when you do the math, 30 bucks is really not bad if you're talking yeah. 15, 15 for a movie ticket and then the food costs you another 15. So, yeah. that's the, that's the, 30 bucks anyway. I so, know I know they projected that uh Trolls War World Tour ended up doing more on demand than it would have in theaters. And I think yeah. the same happened with Scoob. So it's it's worked for both Warner Brothers and Universal. Now this is yeah. Disney, this is a whole other beast and I, I don't know. What Disney's you know, we talk about Disney, we talk about billion-dollar movies. That's the thing, because like for like the kind of mid-sized movies and the smaller movies that maybe weren't going to make a whole lot anyway, is I think it'll actually help them because look, this, like this, we both we all got stuff that we would not go to the movie theater to watch, but right. if you sit here and watch it at home right now, sure. So, well, yeah, I, I mean that was Trolls World Tour for us. It was like twenty bucks, and we got to see it keep it for 48 hours and 
all five of us could watch for 20 bucks. And I'm like, hey, 20 bucks would have been two of us at the theater. So, I mean, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't do that with Scoob because I didn't want to pay 20 bucks for Scoob. But it was on HBO Max pretty quickly. So that was easily watched. Um, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know what Mulan was projecting to do. Right, because um, I don't think it. I, mean, I don't think they were projecting like Lion King numbers because right. like, the, the kind of buzz I'd heard about it wasn't like people weren't really happy because they took out like songs and some yeah, other stuff. There were no so, songs, and they took out Mushu. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, so I don't think it was going to be as big of a thing as like Lion King was and all of that. So, yeah. and I'm sure that that probably went into the calculation to put it there, because like, because I can't see them putting like Avengers on doing it, because that's gonna take a bath. Like, they couldn't have put Endgame on video on demand. It would, because they needed every bit of that two billion dollars they grossed. That they needed every bit of it, and you know, I. Yeah, it, it's it, it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do with Black Widow. Um. Look, oh, now, they, now look, I'm 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 paying for that one if they do. It. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard I've heard some people say if they put Black Widow on there for fifty bucks, I'm doing it. But you know, wow, you know what? Here's me sitting here talking to you guys. I'm saying no, I would not. Yeah. Um, you know, on, on release day, um, I'm gonna have the itchy trigger finger. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, if theaters are open, I'll, I'll probably, I'm not saying I won't go see a movie. Um, I'm not going to go see Tenet, but I, I'd probably go see Wonder Woman or Black Widow. I mean, if I would have to do, well, I'm paranoid as hell. So, yeah, uh, you, well, you're up in a. Up in a highly toxic environment, <laughs> up in, uh, up in, up in the D.C. area. Yeah, now I'm in now. Well, I'm in Howard County, so it's not that bad here. Right. Um. Not yeah. Now D.C. is yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I think but. I think somebody did the numbers here. They took took our recovery numbers versus what's current what what's currently being reported, and I think they said. Our area at at right now should be like my, maybe ninety active cases. So it's like okay, I'm in an area of about two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand people, and there's only ninety active cases. So I, I'm like, I'm not freaking out over here now. I mean, now I mean, Carl's in the hot zone up in up in Jersey. Yeah. I don't know the numbers, but it's it seems to get better, and then you get more cases. It's like uh, just a lot of people being idiots, not well, like, wearing masks and stuff. Like, when it gets better, you're supposed to still do keep doing the protocols. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, yeah, and it gets better, and people just act like it's all gone. And no. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I think as people are so desperate for normalcy, like, well, at least the old normal, 
that like they're starting not to care, but then you're putting yourself and other people at risk. And it's just kind of idiotic. And it's like, you know what? If just keep doing the quarantine, do what we're doing. They're slowly opening stuff up. You know what? Probably 2021, we can just write off 2020. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, what's one year and a, a long life? You know? Better than getting COVID yeah. and dying just because you want to go out eat at a restaurant or. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I've got. I... I've gone out, I've done all, but I wash my hands, I wear a mask, I do all that stuff. It's like, yeah. okay. It's like, this isn't hard. It's not really, it's not really hard at all, really. I mean, I don't, I don't get what's so difficult about it. Like, I probably feel more for my girl who has a COVID scare that yeah. is self-quarantining um, because she's probably, because she's just so bored. It hasn't even been a full day yet. She's so bored. <laughs> you know, and you can only it's watch like, so much Real Housewives and oh. you know whatever stuff she watches before it's like ah, uh, you know, and I can't be in there with her. Like the most I go and is I open the door, I, I you know I put her, the food I made her on a tray or drink and then I leave. You know. I mean, my wife had an idea. She said, "Give everybody two weeks." To get everything in order. Get all your affairs in order. Alright? You're a police officer. You're, you're a doctor or a nurse or a, or a paramedic. Because, guess what? She says, three weeks, everything shuts down. Everybody. If you're a police officer, if you're a paramedic, if you're a doctor, you're sleeping where you work. For three yeah. weeks. And And she's like, you get rid of it quick. But, you know... Oh, I mean, Italy went into, like, complete, complete shutdown. Right. And, and I mean, I, I think there's a point to that where it's, where you say, yeah, all right, here's two weeks. Get all your affairs in orders. Get enough groceries that you need. I mean, granted, that would put a strain on the grocery stores. Like, you wouldn't believe. And, I mean, it, just before it was hard enough just to get toilet paper and paper towels and the bare necessities because... People were just got like, you know, buying like 10 things of toilet paper. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it was just because um, I ended up having just like to order a big box of it off of Amazon. And that's the only way I could, you know, and it finally got here. And, you know, but now I have too much. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just glad I'm almost done with the one ply. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so you know what though? If this ever happens again, then while everybody's rushing for the toilet paper, I'm gonna rush for the baby wipes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, now I've been I haven't been inside a grocery store for a while. I've been ordering Instacart. Because uh, oh. the last time I went in the grocery store, I went in there looking like. Uh, you know, I had masks and gloves and everything, but you know, it looked like I was coming to put a double tap on a cashier or something. So. <laughs> I, I, mi- I missed some of that, and I think you got muffled. Oh, and I was the last time I went to the grocery store. Yeah, you know, I went in there looking like I was coming to you know double tap the cashier. 
Well, I mean, they, they have said that uh, that bank robberies, since banks have reopened, have gone up with the masks. Because people oh. are covering their faces and they're not being on camera and all that. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, and honestly, now, I mean, for a while, they, you know, the policy is just to give them the money and don't, you know, don't bother, right? You know, because right. they don't pay you enough to struggle with nobody in there. <laughs> no, no, they don't. And then, and then I think a lot of, Domestic and child abuse cases have gone up a lot. Oh, that's unfortunate, and that's because yeah. people people are cooped up in the house. And it's, yeah, which has like been the opposite for me and my girl. I think we were more when I was working two jobs and she's working two jobs. We were probably more taking it out on each other that we didn't see each other, and now that we had this whole this last couple of months, like we've actually never been better. So it's interesting how that works. I'm I'm just I am I'm, I'm just at the point where it's like I need time. I, I I am so socially drained right now. It's it's ridiculous. I I just can't. I like I don't want to be around anybody right now. Like this this kind of interaction is fine with me, but you know I'm. I'm barely keeping it together with my kids and my wife around me. Yeah. Yeah, I guess for me, because um, well, when my kids aren't here, then I'm just here, you know, and it can get a little, it can get kind of weird sometimes, you know, just being here by yourself. But, um, I would rather. Yeah, but yeah, so you know, but I, but you know, I. Starting recording the podcast thing has helped keep me busy, and yeah, I got my you know, I just find stuff to do, and you know, I, I go on a walk on every morning, and that helps just to get outside, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, these are man, look, these are different times, and I just look for right now, I think, you know, as a whole, we just got to accept it, you know. what Right now, we got to do things different and, you know, don't cry about what used to be, you know, and, you know, and hopefully one day we can get back there, but, or back to something resembling that. But for right now, we can't. Right. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's patience. And I don't think a lot of people have that. No, no, no. Um, yeah. But, granted, mean, granted, there are some there there are some bright spots. They did have a race in Bristol, and twenty two thousand people showed up, and they haven't had a single positive case traced back to that. So that's a good thing. Yeah, that's good. And then I mean, like, there weren't any real breakouts with like all the protest marches, but I was concerned about that because there were just yeah. you know so many of those. You know, and, um, so that's good. Um, just. It's just too bad the Miami Marlins and St. Louis Cardinals can't get their shit together. Oh, man. <laughs> Seriously, Look, I mean, you, you got to do what the NBA and the NHL are doing. If you're going to have a, your sports league or whatever, yeah, you, you got to isolate and you just got to do the bubble. You can't let people go back home. I mean, you can't. I mean, 
Well, because it, was, it turns out the Marlins players were going were going out in Atlanta. They were partying. Uh, so you can't do that. No. And, um, and, and the Cardinals players got caught in a casino. Idiots. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't you can't do that. I mean, no, you can't. And, and look, honestly, I mean, okay, they probably they shouldn't be playing sports anyway. But if you're going to do it, then everybody needs to just say, okay, we're doing this so we can make the money here that we need to make. So we all need to hunger down so we can get through this. You know, period. And well, that, that, but that's the thing. that The sports leagues get their money. They're going to get their money. They have contracts. The, it, it's ESPN and Fox Sports and and. Turner that need the money. They're the ones that are pressuring them to get back on, on the courts and on the fields. Because, I mean, ESPN suffered a a six percent drop in subscriber numbers. Uh, so people are still cutting the cord. And and if ESPN has nothing else, it's live sports. And the amount of money ESPN and Turner pay the NBA, I mean, they're. They can't be. I mean, ESP. These these networks need football to happen because if they don't have football happen, it's. I'm sorry, baseball, basketball, and hockey are not. No, they're not. You're they're right. not. And, not. And no matter what ESPN wants you to think, the WNBA does not draw numbers, um, <laughs> to their network. Um, no matter how much they tell you, uh, I mean, there were slight spikes in the numbers when they first came back, but now they've dropped off. And, yeah, and it's like, you know, people were worried about the NBA ratings to begin with at the beginning of the season, and now they're they're dropping back to where they were. It's like I think the novelty's gone of these these sports being back, especially baseball and in the NBA. I don't I don't I think hockey's been pretty steady. I don't know, but I think the novelty's worn off of them being back, and it's like okay. So I think, well, the people who watch hockey, watch, they, you know, the hockey audience is the hockey audience. Like, there's no, I don't think that there's a whole lot of fluctuation. No. I mean, I mean, the NBA, I mean, they've been, because LeBron is on the West Coast now, that, like, that killed a lot of ratings as it is. That one move. Yep. Um, you know, and then, you know, who gets in the finals, determines ratings, and, I mean, I think I think the NBA when once the playoffs start, we'll see a slight spike. But I, I just, I just the numbers that the NBA is drawing in. Money that Turner and Disney are paying for it, they're not getting their return. Um, yeah, I think I think when it was back in, I want to say it was in. October, maybe November, there was a Lakers Celtics game on in prime time on a Monday night and WWE beat it in the ratings. And I'm like, okay, so sorry, sorry, Carl, we're going to, we're going to riff on this a little bit. Uh, They like, they like to riff on WWE getting all these low ratings, but you don't mention the fact that, um, you know, 
a, a generic episode of Raw outdrew LeBron and the Celtics. So, you know, it's the two marquee, two, two very marquee NBA franchises not drawing, not, not drawing the numbers. And I, I just don't, you know, I don't know where live sport, I don't, I don't think, and, and I think ESPN losing those 6% subscriber numbers dropping by 6%, I think, I think that just sheds more light on the fact that live sports isn't keeping people around. Oh, no, because pe- people are changing their viewing format. Right. And they're, I mean, people are just, they're changing it because they want to change it. And, I, mean, I mean, and I've been contemplating, because well, basically for me, as soon as I can afford to get like a smart TV up here in my bedroom, that's probably going to be it for me with cable. Because I got, I got my PS4 in the basement for my TV down there. And I can do all the streaming apps, you know, through yep. my PS4 in the basement. So as soon as I can, you know, when I get a little money and I can get the, the smart TV for upstairs here, yep. Then I really won't need the table anymore. So, yep. I mean, right? I mean, right now I got it. Right now, just I have it now because I still need it for up here in the bedroom. Because I still got, you know, yeah, I can't afford to make the switch right now. When did you, you buy know, a Roku? Or an Amazon yeah. Fire Stick. Yeah. So, but as soon as, as soon as I get a new TV up here for the bedroom where I can do all of that stuff, yeah. You know, then then I'm done. With, I don't need cable anymore because, yeah, you know, I have a TV in the living room on the ground floor, and I don't even really use it. My kids don't watch TV at all. Yeah. Everything, everything they watch is on a streaming app. Right. Well, they oh, don't that's... watch TV. It's the same way. My kids have grown up. Like, I, I think we cut the cord. I want to say it's been seven years, maybe seven years. Maybe it's been seven years since we cut the cord. And wait, let me figure this out. Yeah. I think yeah, seven yeah, it's been yeah. Cause and I my two youngest kids they know nothing but on demand TV. And my oldest barely remembers like they go to their grandparents' house, they're like, Why can't I watch what I want? Why do I have to watch commercials? What is this? Why why is this happening? Yeah. So it's um, you know, it's, everything's changing, man. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and that's the thing I think sports has to be aware of is, you know, we like the three of us are going to raise a generation of kids that get their sports from highlights, YouTube. They're not even going to watch Sports Center. They're going to just go to YouTube and find us, find us, find something like the NBA and the NFL. And Major League Baseball all do it to themselves. They have YouTube channels so they can go in there and watch, you know, well, yeah, and, uh, highlights. They don't they don't they don't care about you know Tom Brady, what Tom Brady's doing. They want to see Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. That's it. Those are gonna be, you know, and and I I, I hate bringing this up, but you see it with WWE. 
WWE's YouTube numbers are through the roof, but yeah. their TV numbers are are considered low. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, but a million people on on cable network that's 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 a really good number nowadays. When it's not news or um, the Property Brothers. Yeah, because um, <laughs> just, just, um right. well, wrestling is very a niche kind of thing, but it's a niche that does better on cable stations than whatever else those stations have. Right. So. And oh, yeah. that's true for a- that's true for AEW. It's true for um, Impact. It's true for um, there's another company, MLW. They're on the BM network. So if I mean wrestling is this kind of unique thing, and so as long as there's basic cable, they'll probably always be able to get the money out. Right. Uh, right. And and because their their little niche is better than whatever the, the other. Does better than whatever else the basic cable channels have on during the day. Like even the stuff that WWE dumps on FS1, yeah, does better than the whole FS1 daytime lineup. Well, yeah, and and I mean, uh, I think I think I looked at the numbers. I, I I crunched the numbers looking at ratings and and Raw on USA averages better than I think. If it was on the CW, it would be a top two or three program on the CW every week. Well, easily. Um... Um, and, and, I mean, you know, I mean, SmackDown is going to do what it does on Friday nights. That's what you get for putting your product on a Friday night. I'm, I'm sorry, but... No, they still, they finish, they usually finish first or second in like the demo number or whatever, even on, on Friday. Right. Now, the, like the total number in network TV, but put it this way, um, they do better than what Fox had on Friday night before they So that's an end. It's 52 weeks of program because somebody crunched the numbers, like just like cost per episode and, you know, and how many episodes they give them, you know, because it's 52 episodes every year. And then the cost per episode isn't that high for Fox. Right. And it's every week, it's 52 weeks of programming instead of 22. So it's like a great deal for both sides. Right. And, and I just, I just think the future of TV is. I don't know if movie. I hope movie theaters come back because I have a lot of gift cards at movie theaters that I'd like to use. And but I I don't know. I I just I I think we're what was that what was that Bruce Willis movie where the people stayed in their houses and 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 the ro- robot and their robot bodies went out in the world. I mean, we're getting closer and closer to that every day, and I'm I'm sorry, but I, I'm not I'm not down with that. Me neither. Now, um, what I think with movies, man, somebody with some money just needs to open some drive-throughs, man. <laughs> it's a lot of land. I mean, if 
Yeah, I mean, but I think that's a possibility. And then the other thing I heard, I saw on Twitter, somebody mentioned um, studios may end up buying up the theater chains. And yeah, I've heard cool. rumors. I've heard rumors that Amazon wants AMC, which, yeah. you know, I could imagine Amazon saying, hey, you're going to subscribe to Prime. Well, here's Prime Plus where you can now go see movie theater, you know, you know, something along the lines of of what they were trying to do with uh, those the, the movie pass and all that stuff. I like stubs yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I mean, if the theaters buy the movie chains, then you don't have to split the revenue with those theater chains anymore, obviously. Um, you don't have to charge 20 bucks for popcorn anymore. <laughs> you know, and well, no, they, they, they still will because well, they can. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they can. <laughs> And the thing, the thing about it is, though, the problem is you've got smaller markets that, you know, only have AMC's or only have Regal theaters, and yeah. if it's bought by like a Universal or a Disney, it's like, okay, well, I'm never gonna see a, a Warner Brothers movie here, because <laughs> there's no way a Disney theater is gonna show a Warner Brothers movie. Do you think that would crush the mom and pop? The uh, independent um, theaters. Oh yeah, oh yeah, because because there's no way. I mean, there. Well, it would it would crush, it would crush some studios. Because I think I think Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers being owned by AT and T will be fine, and Disney will be fine, but I think somebody like Universal is going to need an Amazon or a Facebook or a Google to back them up in order to compete. Um, it's, it it will crush something like Lionsgate. Lionsgate's done if this happens. We're, we're getting to the era where we may only see three major movie studios and it'll be somewhat how related to a streaming service because you'll have Disney with Disney plus you'll have Warner brothers with HBO max and then you'll have, I don't know, maybe it, it helps Peacock grow. Whoever can align themselves with Netflix or Amazon. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's what's going to have to happen. I mean, you know, people, people don't understand that Warner Brothers is not going anywhere. They've got AT&T backing them, and AT&T is bigger than Disney, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's it's not quite up to they're not the, the big four based on stock market numbers are Amazon, Apple, Google, and Facebook. Those are the big those are the four biggest stocks right now and the four biggest companies in the world. So I think you're gonna see if if they want to keep movie theaters open, if they want to keep that avenue open, I mean, Disney may, I mean, I think Disney will pair up with, um, more than likely with Apple. You could see, and, and then I think Amazon, you know, I mean, Amazon's talking about buying AMC theaters. I've, I've heard that some serious discussions, which 
I I don't know. I I, I the, a lot of things are going to be different when 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 the smoke clears from the vid. It it would be cool, like Rob said, to see a resurgence of the drive-in. Because I mean, I every summer, at least once a summer, me and my girl like to go to uh, a drive-in in PA, but it's like an hour and a half, maybe hour forty-five minutes away. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's fun. I like I, like I'm at the age where like I just barely remember when there were drive-ins in a bunch of places. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I think I, I believe one I remember was seeing gremlins at the drive-in, but um, it'd be kind of cool to see a resurgence of that. You know what I mean? We saw Dark Knight at a drive-in. That's cool. Um, that's the only movie I've ever seen at a drive-in. I've never been to one. Uh, I was just so. it was. Uh, my personal thing was I was un- I was like I'm uncomfortable sitting here like this. I can't hear anything. The speakers, I mean, it it might have been the drive-in we went to, but the speakers, yeah, like, I mean, mono speakers and stuff like that. It was like, yeah. ah, just, see, the one I go to, it broadcasts a signal to your radio. You just and when you go in, they hand you a flyer. It says what channel to turn to, but there's so many people like, and I mean, you're pretty spaced out. Like, well, you don't even have to have your car and your radio on to hear the movie because there's so many people blaring it. Right. That you could just hear it. I mean, I mean, my worry, driving. my worry with that would be my battery dying or running out of gas. Yeah, that's, that's uh... probably, probably a lot of people just leave their cars running. And it's like, dude. Turn your car off. Yeah, then, that's then you're, you got your, your your battery could die on you. I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I would love. To, I mean, it's 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 an experience. I think you need to. It, it's fun to have every so often, but if that's going to be the main way to go see movie theater movies, I think the industry dies. Well, I mean, you also got to think. I mean, if that's the direction they go, I mean, then that means. What, how many months of the year you really can't have a drive-in because the winter well weather, i mean yeah if, if it's you all live, weather permitted yeah if permitted. you live outside of nevada california all those kinds of states like you know, states that get seasons you're not you're not you're not going to the drive-in in february in jersey no <laughs> no I, I think the latest you'd probably go to a drive-in up here and that's pushing is maybe Maybe November, maybe. You know what I mean? Well, I, it, speaking of February, it's funny. Uh, the high school, the high school governing body for sports, has postponed all fall sports until February fifteenth, including golf and cross country, which is played in the fall in Virginia. And I'm like, that's going to be fun. February golf. That's different. <laughs> Uh, it, it'll I, just be I, I, side note. <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, personally, I mean, personally, I wouldn't mind more drive-ins. I like that experience. You right. don't have to worry about like the rude guy sitting next to you because you can either because like how a lot of people do is they bring lawn chairs and sit in front of their car with the radio on. <clears throat> you are, are you opposed to blanket people, Carl? <clears throat> I don't know. I just. I see when I go to the theater, I always look for that 
see kind of towards the middle, like top yeah. a little bit, you know, the end seat. So like, a, you know, and then I have my girl sit next to me, you know what I mean? So then it's just, you know, an ass hat in front of me and an ass hat behind me if I'm like, you know, unfortunate. But with driving, it's like, you know, you can sit in your car or you can, you know, don't have anybody invading your personal space like i don't know i like the experience and i think it's cool you know what i mean to be out there just watching a movie i don't know i i i have a we have a theater locally here that in the last four years the last time it was full was endgame and infinity War. so that's usually the theater i go to because nobody goes there Mm. i mean uh, one summer uh there's this place uh, called Grounds for Sculpture, and it's also um, there's a restaurant on the property, and they'll have a movie and wine night, and you go out and you sit in the field, you know, you yeah. bring your lawn chairs, and I, I took my mom because she loves the movie Labyrinth. Um, I I took her, my mom, and we went and pulled up some lawn chairs and sat there and watched Labyrinth in the middle of the night, you know, and she sipped her wine and, you know, just chilled. It was cool. Like I. Uh, you know what I mean? Well, Walmart's doing drive-ins in their parking lots. Did you hear about that? No. Not, are they? Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. They're launching drive-in, like... They they sold out all their movies within 24 hours. Oh, oh cool. Wow. But I didn't know the drive-in. I, I just... Drive-in. I'm just... I'm looking at my local ones that are doing it, and I'm like, that's not. (laughs) No, 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 no. Well, I did notice too with the drives ins because there's a couple of them that I follow on Facebook, especially the one I usually go to. And since there's not a lot of new movies coming out, uh, they've been doing a lot of, uh, you know, nostalgia type movies like Ghostbusters and Back to the Future. I mean, that's kind of cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. there's some people that have never even got this, to have that experience of seeing that movie on a big screen, like in the theater. Right. So, no, I was, I was really looking forward to like Regal opening back up because they were going to do two weeks of classic movies and they announced the movies. I was like, oh, wow, they're doing Jurassic Park. That would be really cool. To take my eight-year-old to see Jurassic Park on the big screen. Yeah, uh, one of the um, the driving I go to, they were showing um, the first Jurassic Park and stuff like that, like Indiana Jones and um, you know I didn't see any Star Wars, but like what some '80s movies and stuff right. like that. Like, and I'm like, oh, that would be cool to go and you know, like I've never got to see the original Star Wars on the big. Well, I saw the the special editions but right i mean there's just some people that didn't get to experience that like it would be cool to see superman the movie on the big screen i didn't get to experience that you know because uh, actually the, that was my star wars was like that was my first movie experience yep so, mine was et so I yeah what, i don't know what my first movie experience was but i like i said i fondly remember remembering seeing gremlins at the drive-in with my parents yep gremlin i saw gremlins in the theater i was like so um if 
for theaters and finally I've definitely nostalgia thing might be the way to go, really. Because yeah. I mean the studios are gonna Disney and Warner, they're gonna they're not gonna be providing the new stuff, you know, if they start buying movie chains, right? I right. mean well, here's the thing too, if they're not putting out anything new, how much does it cost to just have somebody clean up some of those old films and put them out again? You know, Back to the Future, you know what I mean? Like remastered in the theater. Well, with 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 the with everything going digital, it's it's all on digital now. I mean, everything's digital. Most of those movies have been transferred to digital. Like when when Regal announced they were showing those movies and AMC announced AMC both they both have digital that that was the big thing with going with theaters going to digital is they didn't have to have the actual film prints and it was going to be easier to do stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I think they should do it more. Um, I mean, I, I've got the would, list right here yeah. of what Walmart's showing. Like, I'd love to see the first Blade Runner uh, at a drive-in. And that was on the Regal list. Regal was going oh, to was Blade Runner. Yeah. Uh, or, or something like Top Gun. I mean, I remember seeing that at the theater. And that just this, like the big theater sound or something like Top Gun would oh, just be great. Especially that opening scene on the aircraft carrier. Oh, yeah. And it was like, like, you know, Days of Thunder. <laughs> I mean, theater <laughs> sound. a for... Tom Cruise fan. Oh, look, man. Tom Cruise. Never cheats the audience, okay? Whether you like hey, the movie or not. Here's a Tom Cruise one I, I never saw like in the theater that I think would be awesome to see. Legend. <laughs> did Rob, did you yeah. see that Ryan Ryan Reynolds released the Tom Cruise cut of Green Lantern on his Yeah, I didn't watch the thing all the way through, but it, I mean no, 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 he, I, I love that he has fun with that. Oh but here's the um um the Walmart's going to be showing like, so just go to walmartdrivein.com, the Walmart drive-in to find your location, but they're doing wonder woman. They're doing spy kids. They're doing space jam into the spider verse, ghostbusters, wizard of Oz, black Panther, ET and Friday night lights. Oh, wow. I mean, Friday night lights is that, such a good movie. that's oh, a yeah, diverse that that's that's a really diverse lineup that spans all 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 ages. Um, I, I just sometimes they don't have like Field of Dreams playing or something like, especially since there's no sports. Like don't don't do, do not get me started on because you mentioned Field of Dreams. They were supposed to play a Major League Baseball game on that field this year. Oh really? Oh, and because the Cardinals got COVID, they canceled it. Uh, yeah, that that that's the big thing that upsets me about this the most is one the Little League World Series was canceled, which uh, which meant the um the Little League Classic was canceled, and and then they were also going to do this Field of Dreams game, which means now this is that's now canceled. now just you saying that I'm sorry I don't mean to interrupt but it just it would be so funny if they're having a professional baseball game and Ray Liotta walked out of the show. <laughs> Yeah, and Kevin Costner, like they walk out of the cornfield together or something. That would be hilarious. Because I I watched the I've watched the Little League the Little League Classic, which they do in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, the 
the opening weekend of of the Little Willie World Series. And it's just a cool feeling game because you got two teams not wear not wearing uniforms they usually wear. Um, it's just this really fun feeling because you you watch the games leading up to that day, and you got Major League Baseball players like sliding down the hill in Williamsport on on, on cardboard and all that, and then you've got you've got them talking to little leaguers up in the stands. Uh, it's just a really cool thing, and. And that, that to me is one of the um, biggest casualties of this, you know, non-human, but like, you know, obviously people are dying and that's, that's really bad, but you know, just some of the societal casualties that we have had because of this, like I could care less if we ever see the Oscars again, you know, I, I, I could really care less. Um, you know, there's there's some things that have been canceled that I'm like, well, it's probably a good thing that they canceled that because did we really need that in our lives? <laughs> but I, I think that's something that that I think a lot of us should be upset about is when like, it starts affecting the kids. Yeah, because um, that, that that really sucks. I, I mean, the people will come. The people we're doing the, yeah. I yeah, mean, you know, I'm sorry. No, I mean, I said some of some of these kids were like, "I don't get my graduation. I don't get my prom," and you know, m- somebody from my dad's generation said to them, "Was like, yeah, I got my prom. I got I got my graduation, but I had a black cloud hanging over my head." They're like, "Well, what was so bad about that?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I went to Vietnam <laughs> after graduation. <laughs> Three days after graduation, I was in boot camp, and I went to Vietnam." How's your summer been? Yeah, hey, it's a little bit different. <laughs> you know, let, 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 let's kind of put COVID in perspective. Yes, a lot of people have died at that, that have unnecessarily died. Um, well, people in my town, the, teenagers in my town, like asshats, were having COVID parties. Yep, they were doing and that. Who, and whoever, whoever's the first one to test positive won a bunch of money. Yep. Like, oh. are you morons? That that or originated down in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, because all the University of Alabama kids never left, and they decided, let's have a COVID party. I know this guy that's got it. He can come over, and we won't tell him who it is. We'll charge admission. Whoever gets it wins the money. It's like, how stupid is that? Yeah, I mean, I, no, that's just yeah, that's beyond stupid. I mean, yeah, I just to go home and watch Field of Dreams. I'm sorry. <laughs> the people will come, re. The people will come. Oh, yeah. James Earl Jones is fantastic. Yeah, there's there's a few people uh, to just to have a voice that I just like to hear them just sit and read a book to me. Yeah, like James Earl Jones, Anthony Hopkins, Morgan Freeman. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. It's like, man, yeah. they, why aren't they doing audiobooks? <laughs> yeah. Instead, um, we get Will Wheaton. Yeah. That as I mean, I read um, Ready Player One, and then I listened to the audiobook because so, I can't read and work. Right. And he was the the one thing that kind of oh, like brought see. that experience down. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Oh. Uh. 
He was on Teen Titans Go. He's Aqua Lad. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I. Uh, no, I do. I don't know. I'm, no, I miss. I miss concerts. I, I like. I love going to hear like live music. So I miss that. Yeah. Or, yeah. I miss that more going to the movie theater actually, and that because, oh man. Uh, my, and that's gonna start it. Yeah, my girl, my girl is depressed because um, I think next month, or no, beginning of summer, she's supposed to go see Billie Eilish with her with her little brother. He's not little, but her younger brother. And then in September, My Chemical Romance was doing like a, um, a reunion tour, and that obviously got it didn't get canceled. It just got pushed and they haven't announced the date but she was like so like she's a huge my Kevin fan so she was so looking forward to seeing that and then it's like yeah that's like one of like i guess with my hobbies that's her hobby is going to see live music like she loves yeah. going to concerts and stuff and like now she can't do that before we went to the beach we were going to go up a day early because at one of the amphitheaters up up in northern virginia uh, Stone Temple Pilots and Nickelback were playing, and I was like, "Can I go?" And my wife's like, "Sure, we'll go up early for that. You can go." And I was like, "Yeah." I don't know, but how I, how how enjoyable could the Stone Temple Pilots? I, I just wouldn't feel the same since Long Island's dead. You know what I mean? It's just not the, the same. Well, it isn't, but I, I do like the new lead singer. I mean, he's he's very. He's, I think, what they wanted to get out of Chester Bennington, but did, which was a closer sound and a little more commitment. You know, and and you know, I mean, Chester Bennington is officially a former lead singer pilots, even though it was only for like six songs, but still, yeah. And what happened to him? Is, yeah, and 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 what happened to him is you know, should be, you know, talked about. Uh, I, I haven't listened to the Stone Temple Pilots since, like, middle school, dude, so. You know what? I don't care. <laughs> Listen to the same crap I did in middle school. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't care. I've tried to listen to new music. It's, it's like, what? What is this? Oh, I, look, I, I, I don't think I listen to, I don't do new music at all, man. I, the only, the, only, or the only new music I do is new music from people who have already been out. Yeah. Uh, if, if, you know, Foo Fighters puts out another album, I will go get it. Or if, like, you know, something like that, right? But if, you know, hey, we're the new rap group today, well, sorry, um, I got nothing for you. Um, like, like, what I'll is this Migos? What is this Migos? How, what is this? Who I, I can honestly say I've never heard a full Drake song. Oh, I've heard a few. <laughs> I, I just, uh, I, you know, I, I, Drake done, I've heard a few of his songs, and I'm just. He's like Justin Bieber. They need to deport him to Canada and leave them there. There's a there is. I still claim the greatest thing to come to come from Canada was Rush. Yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> Pamela Anderson. Um, no, Rush. <laughs> Have you seen Pam Anderson lately? Yeah, Rush. 
well, back in the day, it was probably the best silicone out of Canada. Um, now, there's there's good music out there. You just got to search for it. I mean, I think the biggest genre of music that I think totally sucks now, like I think is complete shit, is um like modern day hip hop sucks. Yeah, because I, 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 um, yeah, I like it. I, I, I just got nothing for it. And like, because yeah, I do music in between segments on my podcast. And when I, I pick like, I do a different artist each week. Right. So if I do, if I do a rap artist, it's somebody from when I was in high school or college. Let, okay. Let me ask a question. I've always wondered this. I've never been able to pigeonhole. And it's probably a good thing. I've never been able to pigeonhole the Beastie Boys. What okay. genre are they? Well, because here, right, actually, I, I mean, I grew up entirely through their whole career. Oh, yeah. So, I love the Beastie Boys. So basically, all right. So, I mean, there were three white kids from New York, and they started, I think, they started out trying to do, like, rock music. Right. And yeah, but I think it was it, punk. They were trying to do punk rock. Yeah, and then that wasn't really working for them, so they started doing rap. And now they're legit like students of rap music. Right, they're right. not like they're not, they're not carpetbaggers, or they're not like you know the you know the record company didn't tell them to go make the black people music because you can make more right. money. It wasn't, it wasn't that type of deal. Yeah, no, they were into it. They like yeah. they yeah, like you could tell that they were into it. Now they've always they've always mixed you know like a lot of heavy rock guitar into their songs. Right, but but they also they both always had songs with pure you know hip hop music also. Yeah. I, so, I just I, I mean I think I I you know I just, I love the Beastie Boys I love Run DMC. I'm not a big actually, rap guy, uh, so I don't know. That's uh, I mean I mean I think the greatest time for hip hop was probably like early '90s to the early 2000s, and then it kind of just like. I mean, to like now, it just, it just kind of like took a it took a nosedive, and I don't know if it's my, just like my wheelhouse for rap is mid eighties through late nineties. Right? Mid eighties through late nineties. Yeah, all of that. So oh yeah, me, that, that, that's my wheelhouse. That's just I mean, all the the rap music uh, I listen to is all from there. And yeah, I like that. I mean, I. I feel like saying 80s goes without saying, you know what I mean? Because like you had like the ultramagnetic MCs and all that like stuff, and you know, um, you know, Ron DMC Tone Low. and uh, Grandmaster Flash and all that stuff. Tone Loke. Not... Who? Tone Loke. Tone Loke. You know, Funky Cold Medina. Um, now, also, just from a pure like as a musical composition standpoint. I say the '90s was the best because they took what the guys in the '80s started and built on it with you know production and with you know actually you know lyrical skills and all of that. So they were they were building on what the guys started in the '80s. So to me, the '90s was like, like the the peak. Yeah, see, and I and then there was the mainstream rap of the '90s, which was good, but then there was like the underground scene, which was like it was all about lyrics you know metaphors similes like um and stuff that was like awesome which like i used to listen to so much stuff 
I mean, I used to listen to like Eminem before he became big. Like when he did that album with Skin, I had that. I had, actually, I had so much underground hip hop stuff that, and I, I had it all stolen from me at a party because it was stupid. I brought my whole like my CDs with me because it was like a close friend, and like all my stuff got like just jacked. Um, but yeah, night like. 90s stuff, I mean, plus I was in high school, but, like, and it's not all I listened to, but 90s hip-hop was just, like, awesome. And then it is, now it's just, like, either they're mumbling, auto-tuned, or, like, they all have the same cadence that I couldn't tell you who is who anymore. Where, like, F Busta Rhymes or, you know, someone from Wu-Tang or Killer Army, you know, Health Skelta, like, you know what I mean? Like, all, a bunch of different people, like, if they were to start yeah. rapping, you know, Chino XL, like, like, even Canada, like, just, they had their own unique style and voice that, I mean, you, right off the bat, you know, be like, that's this person, like, you know who it is. And then now it's just like, everybody sounds the same. Like, everyone sounds the same. All the beats sound the same. Well, because um, one, one thing that really hurt is, like, just the... Uh laws around sampling are a lot tighter now so i mean that's some of those, doesn't make any more records so that's why yeah i mean um <laughs> so a lot like a lot of those <laughs> a lot of that stuff from the like 80s and 90s um like you, you just can't sample stuff like that anymore i mean because you know guys used to have, do whole albums of samples you know for their beat and that, that's a direct result of vanilla ice and I have to say the most enjoyable like underground kind of <laughs> hip hop I've listened to Vanilla Ice fucking ass. Um, well, no, no, no. <clears throat> Queen sued him. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I believe Queen sued him over yeah. Ice Ice Baby. Yeah, I remember that interview. He's like, "Here's goes." Mine goes. See, there's a difference. But uh, I think the most enjoyable artist, it's a, a duo. I forget the DJ's name, but the um, uh, the group's called Cannibal Ox. And the one, the main MCs from Harlem. But, like, they kind of have, like, this, like, kind of abstract but, like, kind of 90s kind of, like, feel of hip-hop. And, like, the dude, like, his metaphors, like, he'll... It's geeky stuff, like rapping about G.I. Joe, you know, have metaphors about something, and it's a G.I. Joe reference or, like, a Transformers reference. So if you ever want interested in, like, listening to something, like, newer that's actually kind of good, check out Cannibal Ox. Um, it's actually really good. Um, so if anybody, any listeners want to check that out. Um, but, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm so into so much different types of music. Like, I mean, from like, you know, grindcore to like '80s inspired uh, new retrowave, like synth music. You know, what I mean, no lyrics, just like it just sounds like you're listening to a John Carpenter movie the whole time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's like there's some good stuff out there. Um, I don't know, music, I could probably go talk about hours about music. 
Because uh, for me, like I like I listen to my like I said my eighties and nineties rap. I listen to a lot of rock music. That's for me. That's basically what it is for me. Um, I I I mean I I I stick with most. Of, I mean I think like the newest like band that I probably listen to is Shinedown, and they've got like. I mean, they've been around for almost 20 years now. That's like the youngest band I listen to. I I, I think on a re- well, I I know I take that back. I have gotten into the Black Keys. I do like the Black Keys. Oh, I love them. Uh, yeah, I, I, actually, I went to see them live a few years ago. They're great. And I, I and love I, them. And I and I found this group called Royal Blood. Um, some of their stuff just has me wanting to run through a wall. Because it just pumps you up, and it, I, I, I have gotten into as much as I hate to admit it. I have a I on my on my Apple Music playlist. I do have a couple Five Finger Death Punch songs. A but, five Finger Death Punch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that'll get you going. That'll get you ready to put like pump some iron in the gym. I I, I mean I just I just I, I've. I've been listening and it, it, it's weird, but I've been, I found this group out of Mongolia called the who the T a the spell the and the H U that's how you spell the who. And they just, they just do some very, I, it, you go look it up. It's under the heavy metal part of, um, they genreify it on Apple music. I, do, I just, I really enjoy some of their songs cause it's just, different sounding they use traditional mongolian instruments and and Mm. singing techniques interesting and and, you know i've also gotten into uh i kind of like hailstorm you know i don't know if you've ever heard of them Mm, it sounds familiar but i'm not familiar with what they play what is it like icelandic death metal (laughs) that's what it sounds like to me no, they don't play. They don't play Icelandic death metal. They're um, it's it's female led. Lizzie Hale is the lead singer, and that's where they get the name from. And you remember? Uh, do you remember the 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 Grinch movie with Jim Carrey? Both of you remember that? Yes. So the girl who plays Cindy Lou Who is in a rock band. Oh, yeah. You, you you wouldn't recognize her if you saw her, but she's in a rock band. I I, I, I will say this, and Rob Rob might get a kick out of this. I, I have listened to Fozzie songs, and <laughs> there there was there was one time on Twitter years ago, back when I was running the wrestling podcast, and I think Chris Jericho got attacked by Bray Wyatt. And it showed him on Raw after the attack. He looked like he was bleeding from his ear. And I, and I tweeted out, I, I remember this tweet very, very, there were two tweets I remember sending very vividly. It was, this tweet was, did he act, did somebody make Chris Jericho listen to the Fozzie albums? Is that why his ear is bleeding? <laughs> and then, but I, but I have listened, I, I have, I, I have listened to a couple of Fozzie songs. It's like, I was like, yeah, he doesn't, it, this is just a 50, it's a 50 year old man trying to act like he's 20. So whatever. <laughs> Isn't that what all rock musicians do? Yeah, but yeah, another that, guy. That, 
my musical taste is terrible. Uh, I'll listen to Nickelback, and I have no shame in it. I was hoping to get around to something very close to me. Some what? I was hoping to get around to seeing Gary Clark Jr. Okay, I've got, I've heard one of his songs. It it was the song he did with uh, I forget who her name was, but it was in Cars Three. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, that, that, I, I mean, I've I've been meaning to listen to this stuff, but it's like sometimes I'm just like I don't have time for this <laughs> right now. Yeah, see, my musical taste goes is is wacky. I love everything. Like I could, I could like go from listening to Thirst Now to uh, Deftones. Oh, not Thirst Now, Howlin' Wolf. I never, I never got into the Deftones, but that's just me. Uh, I feel like you'd like their newer stuff. It's, it's got it like this. It's got this like dark beauty to it. It's hard to describe. To be honest, and, uh, my I like classic rock. Uh, yeah, I can listen to that all day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I can listen to Prince all day. Oh yeah. Uh, and I and I regret never getting to go, never getting to go see him. That's oh man. Oh, never man. had the chance, but. Yeah. I would have liked I mean, to have seen Bowie. There were a couple of times where I could have gone if I wanted to, um, but I just didn't get around to it. And I'm actually I've started listening to a little bit of David Bowie more recently. Um, no. Yeah, you know, a lot of like 80s and 90s R&B. Um, R&B music now is kind of like nothing happening, pretty much. Um. Yeah, I mean, it, well, I mean, there, I mean, there, I mean, there, but it was well, kind of like rap has gotten to me, um, because it's just, you know, it made me. It was, it made me, and made it was interesting. Like, last, <sighs> it was interesting last night because I got kind of worried because I went to two of my kids do dance, and they had their recital last night, um, the socially distant recital where it was just parents in masks sitting every other row. At each end of the row, um, and they do hip hop dances, and I was like, "Are they going to play some weird stuff tonight?" And can, my wife's like, "I don't know," but she's like, "I know our kids because our both of my both of my kids each took a hip hop class, and they didn't." My daughter's dance was uh, "I like to move it, move it" um, from Madagascar, <laughs> Madagascar, two or yeah, two. And with with the Will I Am version of I like to move it, move it, where he's talking about being a hippo and it's weird, because um, <laughs> he voiced a hippo in that movie. I was like, okay, thanks. For, that's weird hip hop song. And then my my son's uh, hip hop dance was to a song from Descendants. So, <laughs> and that, but but I was like, I was like, when did Britney Spears cover? Bobby Brown. I never knew that happened. And then then I, I, you know, Michael Jackson likes to look at people's buttholes, but you know, he did put some good music out there. Um, I mean, there's 
I, I forgot how good his song Dangerous was because I heard that last night and I was like, this song is pretty good and I forgot how good this was. Well, it's funny because um, that album was, well, that album was actually aged very well. Like, uh, yeah. A lot of people crapped on it when it came out. But it, it, it aged very well. <laughs> and guys, I'm not accusing Michael Jackson of doing anything wrong. I'm just quoting Dave Chappelle on that joke. So don't don't get mad yeah. at me. Send your send uh, your hate I, mail. After watching that documentary, I'm pretty sure he did something wrong. But S- send your hate mail to the League of Geeks, and they'll they'll deal with it. <laughs> the League of Geeks. <laughs> yeah, uh, but like I'll also get on a kick where like I'll listen to like explosions in the sky and like Russian circles, where it's just like all instrumental kind of stuff and then like i can like because explosions in the sky did like the friday night lights soundtrack and stuff like that um i i definitely feel like that for me listening to that stuff sometimes is like putting a soundtrack to the movie that's playing in your head yeah you know i had a buddy I had a buddy turn me on to what what they call it's a john you can you can type it into your itunes whatever it's called epic trailer music and it's like, like, like in the Wonder Woman eighty four trailer, mm-hmm. how they have a symphonic version of Blue Monday. Mm-hmm. It's it's stuff like that. It's like these big symphonic, or like slowed down versions of these songs that people use for trailers all the time. And he he said, just go look it up. It's 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 incredible what they have and what they you know. He's like, some of it's so cheesy, but some of it's actually really good. Like I found no, this, I believe it. I found this group called Two Cellos. Have you heard of them? I think they're like Norwegian, and all they do is like it's just two of them, and they do like cello versions of songs. And occasionally they'll bring somebody in to sing. And there's this other guy who did this. He, it's just a dude and a guitar, and it sounds like there's like just like multiple multiple layers of stuff going on in his songs. His name is Luca Stricken Gold. I can't pronounce it because it's like Italian or something. Stricknoli or something like that. And it's just like, it's just him and a guitar. And he plays Thunderstruck by ACDC. Wow. Doing the percussion <laughs> on the guitar. And he's doing, you know, uh, it. I'll, I'll play it for you after the show because I don't want to, I don't want to get pegged by IT. Uh, Apple and saying, hey, you can't play this song on there. You don't have the rights to this. But like, you know, it's it's just really cool. I think yeah. I got nothing else. That's one thing I'm worried about one day I'm going to get hit with like a massive uh, cease and desist. (laughs) If you're pulling them, I think if you're pulling them from Anchor, I think it's fine. Oh, I'm not. No. Not said on this podcast. Excuse me. Oh my god. And that's what my wife was like. Well, she's like, well, why doesn't the dance studio just stream it on Facebook or something like that? Like, oh, they can't do that. Because they don't own the rights to these songs. They can't stream them. They could probably play them for the recital, which they probably pay for, but they won't be they wouldn't be able to stream them on Facebook. Now they might be able to stream them on their website. So, you know, you know what's weird about streaming stuff with music playing on Facebook? I've literally, like, because 
when I first when I was building Gundams, I would go live and build Gundams and play music, and I would specifically go to um, pages on YouTube and play the music that were like non that specifically said non copyrighted music, right? Like at, for any use, and Facebook would still kick me off. Well, I, I do. I mean, cause now I play music from the '80s and '90s. So, if anyone ever tries to come after me, my response would be, "Okay, I'm doing you a favor because I'm playing stuff that <laughs> doesn't really get played a whole lot anywhere right now." Um, I thought about doing music, but I'm just too lazy. Well, I get because it's honestly in. You know, I will tell people that you know some weeks the music is better than me talking, and some weeks me talking is almost as good as the music. I mean, <laughs> you know. Well, I remember. I, I think I remember because we used a uh, a group called on on the old old uh, wrestling podcast. We used a song from a group called Need to Breathe, and we only used the first thirty seconds of it. And I, I think I remember you asking me about it and I told you who it was. And like the keyboard player from the group, like, liked the tweet and was like, thanks for using the music. That's awesome. I was like, holy crap. I thought I was going to get sued. <laughs> uh, um, I got a funny story. Um, Cause there's this guy that was, I don't know if he's still doing it now, but he was doing like a one man show and it's basically a reenactment of the star wars trilogy <laughs> and because like, i went to see him one time he was acting really good but like and after like after he's done he just talks with the audience and basically like he was doing it and then the lucasfilm people found out and they basically ran up on him and like okay listen you can you can sign up with us and you can still do your show and we get a piece of the action or you have to stop. Mm. So, and he, uh, he actually, he signed on and, so he could keep doing it. But yeah, I just see now there, there was a, a podcast I found and it was actually a Canadian college radio, uh, show and it was a podcast I, I guess maybe some of the bands just weren't signed or they weren't on a big label to where the label cared but I mean I, I found like a song by this band called Basement Revolver which is this, it's called Basement Revolver it's a female led song and it's just it's a great song and I found right. some songs that way and it's just like well how come they're getting away with playing like full songs like well i mean they they might be because it's you know the artists are like hey it's exposure for us and we own our stuff like yeah you know somebody like taylor swift she doesn't own half her catalog i mean she wrote those songs but somebody else owns the rights to them so every time she plays that song or a radio station plays that song she gets a cut, but she doesn't get the full ownership cut. She gets like a percentage, like, um, you know, like Aerosmith gets when I don't want to miss a thing's played. Um, cause Aerosmith doesn't own that song. It wasn't written by them. They don't own the rights to it. Yeah. Um, 
they just played it so they get a cut of it. So, you know, that Taylor Swift has a pretty extensive catalog. And so she's like, I don't own my music. And well, that's how like a lot of bands were. Well, a lot of them really like yeah. they don't make dick on uh, right on albums. It's touring that where they made all their make all their money. Like I, I was watching a, a it was a long time ago. It was about Metallica, and I think they were saying, um, even after they were signed, they didn't even feel like they made it until they got that first check from their first big tour right. and it was like a million dollar check he's like then we knew we made it because we weren't making anything on any albums or doing anything but after we did our first like actual big tour he's like yeah we're like wow well i mean a lot of a lot of bands to get out of their like nirvana released a b-side album to to get out of their record deal oh yeah because you have to like some of them are signed to like you have to put out x amount of albums in this many years under our label to you know yeah so some guys will just they'll just write some stupid songs or songs that got were on the cutting room floor throw them on the album and boom they're out of the contract yeah and uh because tupac was doing that he he was just well that was a rumor anyway that he was just whoever that's why he just kept putting out stuff and putting you know making stuff and making stuff and of course well, you know, I mean, was well i mean the, the hip-hop music industry is even more like crazy because i mean there's like guys like farrah Monch that i really liked and um the label just decided like they they signed him and then decided we're not gonna, like we're not gonna do anything with any of your albums, but since like legally he wasn't allowed to put anything out himself because of the contract, yeah. and I think his loophole when he wasn't making any money doing it was he was putting out free mixtapes, like oh, okay. can't. But like the I, I think the hip hop record industry is like really like a lot of guys got like super screwed. Well, definitely. And the other thing with hip hop is that they get you out of there before you're 35. And actually, I talk about this a lot when I talk when I use rap artists for my musical for the music for that week because so many of these guys, like their last album, like uh, this week I had Big Daddy Kane for my music, and his last album was in 1998, and he was 30 years old. 30. Okay. I mean, in rap, they get you out of there real fast. Well, they did the same thing with women, women, female artists, too. Yeah, and now I guess the difference is, though, like, people still play Britney Spears music on the radio, right? When you're gone, you're gone. And now we just, just like in the last year, um, LL Cool J helped start up a satellite station, Rock the Bells Radio. And they yeah, play a lot. Yeah, they play. They play a lot of eighties and nineties stuff there. But before that, like when you when rap when you're gone, you are gone. Like yeah, they don't. They, they don't play your music anywhere or anything. And because like, I really like that station a lot because uh, when I'm driving cars, I don't have satellite. But when I'm driving cars at the dealership, 
I'll put that <laughs> channel on. That channel is awesome. I yeah. love that well, channel. I mean, the, you know, um, Jeff, let, go ahead. I'm, I'm, you got my bad. I was offering. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I was I was gonna say Def Leppard, like when streaming came on, they were like like Geffen Records or whoever owned their music said, No, we're not putting this on streaming. We 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 we, we won't get paid for this, you will. And they're like, Well, we want to get paid. And they're like, No, we're not making any money off this. We make money off printing CDs and your records. So Def Leppard went back into the studio. And re-recorded all their songs. Wow. And put them on streaming. So and, and then the, eventually the record company caved pressure and put their put their old stuff on on streaming. So you have two versions of every Def Leppard song. One from like the the I think 2010s and then the original 80s versions of all their music. Oh wow, that's crazy. De La Soul has gotten screwed basically because none of their music is on streaming because like they because because of the samples they got so many samples and then mm-hmm. like the whoever owns their music is like it's been passed around because record co- like was it tommy boy or whoever got bought up and whoever bought them got bought up and right so like their music rights are in just some kind of limbo and then there's all like the samples that whoever owns it just won't Paid to have cleared, so like, right. none of their music is on streaming. Like, well, you gotta if, if you yeah. you gotta buy you gotta buy CD. That's it. Yeah, I mean, there was a big deal in the '80s where, after John Lennon died, Michael Jackson bought his half of the Beatles catalog. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. And 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 I think they had to wait for his rights to expire because. I, I think he, I think he left his rights to his left the music rights to his kids. That's why the Beatles weren't on streaming for a while. McCartney and Ringo wanted to go on, and they had the blessing from John, from George Harrison's camp, to do it. And since since Michael had all of um, John Lennon's stuff, the kids were just like, the rights are going to expire, so we'll just wait. Yeah, <laughs> and they were like, I, I don't know, I, I it was so weird, but you know, Garth Brooks <clears throat> isn't on streaming, and for a long time, uh, not that this is a big deal, but Kid Rock wasn't either. But I think the biggest artist who still isn't on streaming is Garth Brooks. Oh, okay, I'm not, I'm not sad about that, but that's just me. <laughs> but he, but if you can find people covering his songs, they're on streaming. I'll see. <laughs> hey, yeah, the music industry is like really, it's kind of really messed up. Well, they it, asked, it, it, it's totally, it's a totally shady business. They asked Eric Clapton one time, ladies, they, they, somebody in an interview, they asked him, he, he's like, how does it feel? What does it feel like to be the greatest guitar player in the world? And Eric Clapton goes, I don't know. Ask Prince. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, I mean, you know, and, and a lot of people are like, um, I think, I think some people consider Brad Paisley one of the best guitar players in the world right now. Like the country music star, Brad Paisley. 
I know the name, but honestly, I don't know any of his actual music. <laughs> he did a uh, he did a song called Ticks, where he talks about taking a girl out in the woods and then picking ticks off her later. What? Yeah, the 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 the, the chorus of the song goes, "I'd like to check you for ticks." What the? Oh. <laughs> He he had one that mocks being a celebrity. Um, he did a song with Dolly Parton. He does he he he's on the he, obviously everybody knows him from the Nationwide commercials with Peyton Manning. Hey, well I, I'm I'm kind of running out of stuff to talk about. <laughs> If I got anything else here, uh, well, if you guys want to do uh, give me a few minutes for sports here, um, I think college football is not going to happen. I mean, the, the dominoes are just falling one at a time, and like it's smaller conferences and D two and D three and all that right now saying that they're not going to play this fall, but I think. That it's only, you know, as we get closer and closer, the bigger conferences are going to see the writing on the wall. And because there's no way you can keep those kids clean. We, I, I would camp. agree with that. I, I, I kind of agree with that, but I kind of think, I, I don't think the SEC is going to care. I think the SEC is going to play regardless. Okay, well, here's what I'll say. If because I think Saban is smarter than everybody else there, so if he's if he if he decides that it's not a good idea and we shouldn't do it, I think they're gonna follow suit. Um, I think, but I think it's just no. I think the NFL is going to do it. If they got to start late. Or just not do the whole season. There are going to be some NFL games, but I think just with college, it's just. I mean, well, because the thing is, I get the players. You know, this this is where the players not getting paid is like the real a real horrible problem, more right. than usual. Because like they should be getting hazard pay for this. Yeah, they should. I mean, I I, I agree to a point. Um, I don't think the universities can pay them, but I think I think you've the NCAA has to allow for like them to seek out. Yes, and you know, you know, I, I, because 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 of Title IX issues, you cannot pay college football players. Yeah, and to look from um, because if you pay pay the college football players, then you got to pay all the women athletes. Yeah, and, so for me. And as much money as some of these college football programs bring in, you'd bankrupt them doing that. So um, I mean, just just let Sam Gilbert, you know, give the guys a pen and handshake and be right. okay with it. Um, and, and I just <laughs> I, I think turning a blind eye to boosters paying kids, I, I don't care about that. But if if a car dealership in Clemson, South Carolina wants to pay Trevor Lawrence $100,000 to be a spokesman on their car, car commercials and sign some autographs, he should be well within his rights to keep his eligibility and do that. You yeah, know? Yes. I mean, 
I, I'm the fact that I think it was a punter or our kick return specialist for Kansas State was told you can't have a YouTube channel that makes money and play in the NCAA. I think that's stupid. Because my thing is, let's say, let's say we didn't tell Taylor Swift, and I, I'm using Taylor Swift as an example again, but we didn't tell Taylor Swift, you have to go to uh, Vanderbilt for three years and sing in their choir before you can go get paid. Right. All right. Now, if my kid, who's, who, my son, who does dance, has a very good shot of getting a full ride scholarship in dance in 10 years to a, to a four year university. Here's the thing. He can still keep his scholarship and then he can go out and get paid to dance in like a local ballet or a local, or, or he could go to a dance studio like he is going to now or, or, or any dancer can go to a local dance studio and teach dance classes and get paid and still keep their scholarship. To me, the NCAA is fundamentally broken. It's the second most corrupt, well, third most corrupt institution in the United States behind the uh, government and, and, and media. And it's everybody in Indianapolis is getting rich off the backs of these kids who are busting their tails. And they won't let these kids seek out money. And honestly, um, and it's the point now where it, I think we intentionally want the kids to be broke. Right. Um, I heard a story from an author who wrote a book about college football, and he was interviewing a current, at the time, college player, and he paid for the kids' dinner at a, you know, Applebee's-style restaurant. And the kid said to him, he's like, hey, don't tell anybody you paid for this. Or don't, if you do, don't give them my name because I get, it could get the university in trouble. Yeah. That's sad. That's yeah, wrong in, in so many yeah. ways. Because for the writer, it's a business expense. He writes it off. Right. But for the kid, he's like, I could get, I could lose my eligibility. Yeah. Because of, um, I think it's like the coalition of Big Ten players. Uh, it's Pac-12. You know, well, they did, but a big, a big Ten had they. You know, some of them came out like a couple of days ago with their own thing. Yeah. And one of the things, one of the things they were asking for was like you know like Big Ten network access for their family, so they could yeah. watch this and play. That's not. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I mean, but it's crazy that I mean. I, mean, I, just, I honestly, I honestly don't have a problem with what they did for Reggie Bush back at USC. Um, well, you know, I don't care about that. I don't care about that stuff. These kids, so most of them, yes, a majority of them are going there for an education. But a kid like Reggie Bush, he was I mean, he, he was going to be playing NFL football in three years. Yeah, and, and, and then you got, but but I still firmly believe. And, and I think the NCAA should adopt a model similar, or the NFL should adopt a model similar to Major League Baseball. In Major League Baseball, uh, in the in the in the in the player draft, 
if you draft a kid out of high school, out of high school, and he doesn't sign with you, he is ineligible for three years before you can dra- before he can be drafted again. Now, the NFL doesn't have a minor league system like Major League Baseball, so drafting a high school kid is very risky. But there have been high school players who I feel could go on to the NFL very easily and be developed into players. So, so for an NFL player, for, for a high school kid saying, I'd like to declare for the NFL draft. Okay, that's fine. If nobody drafts you, now you go to college for three years. You can't be drafted for the next three years. But I forget, I forget the player's name. He played for South Carolina. He was a freshman, and he blew out his knee. And he was, he, they were like, he could go in the draft now as a freshman. Blew out his knee, and then two years, and then and then a year later, he blew out his other knee. And then he ended up going in the draft, but he was like a third, fourth, fifth round pick. Whereas if he would have came out of high school. He would have been probably the first running back picked in the first round and made millions of dollars. But because the NCAA said, no, you have to go for three years. I I just don't. Well, that's the NFL. That's not the NCAA. But I I just don't think that's fair in a way. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll take a kid right out of high school, put a gun in his hand and send him to Afghanistan. Right. 18. But we won't let a kid who's probably a freak athlete and has earning potential of millions and millions of dollars. You got to go to college first. I'm sorry. To me, that just doesn't make sense. No. And then, and now it doesn't. And then that, you know, pandemic worse. Cause like I was saying, they should get hazard paid because you're basically you're putting them in, like you can't social distance football, and like you're putting them in basic into like kill box. I mean, and and they even told the players this. Like, cause there was a thing where like some uh, some of the SEC folks met with some of the players, and that was one of the things that came up. Like one of the SEC folks was just like, "Well, yeah, some people are going to get infected, uh, okay," and. Like, okay, so y'all are just throwing up your hands and saying that, okay, some of us are going to get infected, and that's just, it is what it is. And meanwhile, y'all get to cash all these million-dollar checks, and yeah, and we get doctor bills. <laughs> well, I, I think, I, honestly, though, for some of those kids, and not all of them, but some of them, they're probably going to get better care from the, from the teams than they would at home. And it's pro- for some of those kids, it's probably better to be at team facilities on campus than it would be at home in some cases. Yeah, um, now, now I think definitely now, like when they're, when they're the only ones on campus. Yes. Right. If, if they do bring students back on campus, then that's going to be, I mean, because you know how good those damn college students, they're going to be hooking up and head parties and all that stuff. It's going to be the. I mean, as far as super spreader kind of stuff. And, um, I mean, it's, uh, 
I don't blame it. Put it this way, um, if, if if I if one of my kids was you know a college football player, I would very I would more than likely want them to not play this year. No, I mean it. It we were. It's it's. It's tough. It's a tough decision nowadays. I think the SEC, I, I mean, we're going to see an SEC football season because, you know, those those teams are going to play. Those colleges are going to play because, I mean, I believe the mayor of Tuscaloosa told the NCAA, if you cancel the college football season, somebody needs to find me a billion dollars because that's how much money our town makes off of Alabama football every year. And so, yeah, I'm like a lot of these these towns, especially in the SEC and to a certain extent, some of them in um, in the ACC, they're going to need they need this for those towns to survive. And in a way, it's it's I I don't I I. I just don't think there's a, a wrong decision. I don't think there's a right decision either. I think there's just a decision. And both both sides have to live with it. Because, you know, a billion dollar shortfall for a town like Tuscaloosa is... I mean, that's... Mm, that's not good. But... I don't know. I'm I'm getting I'm getting kind of kind of exhausted here. I've, I've I've run out. My my throat's hurting. My water's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Got Rob. Rob, we wanna we wanna thank you for coming on tonight. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. Why, why don't you go ahead and plug all your stuff? All right, so like I was mentioning earlier, I do have a podcast now. It's called the Rob Virginia Podcast. It's on Anchor, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple. And you can also read stuff that I've written at my website, robvirginia.com, all one word. Uh, I have a review up of the Transformers miniseries there. And I know we're going to be talking about that soon. Stuff I've written there about all kinds of different things, and you can find me on Twitter at r b o n n e one. And all of that will be in the show notes. Well, as much as I can get, Rob will send it to me, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll get it in. But we we have been the Nerdicons. We, uh, you can find us. On... Whoa! What was that? Mobile studio right there. Yeah. People being fast and furious. Trying to he lives, that, that guy lives his mile, a quarter mile at a time. A quarter mile at a time, baby. Um, <laughs> we are the Nerdicons. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Nerdicons Pod. Find us on your favorite podcast app. We are on iHeartRadio as well. Rate, review, subscribe, interact with us, show us some love. Carl. Do the greatest outro in podcast history for the people. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but it's definitely the most creative I've ever been. But uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Thanks, Rob, for being on. 
Um, check out us, like I said, at uh, Nerdicons Pod on Twitter. Also, Nerdicons Pod on Instagram. Check out um, me and my friend's toy photography page called Anonymous Plastic Addicts. Uh, check out Black Hole Comic Shop uh, and our friends over at the Geek Out Show. And without further ado, 